flesh. She drew up her knees and hugged them. She relived that night over and over. Awake or asleep, nothing ever dulled the sound of her mother's screams in her ears. When the woman spoke again, the pretense of Ayla's mother left her voice. What remained was distant and ominous, as if from down a dark tunnel. In another time, your pleas to your mother would have been called a prayer, she said as she smoothed Ayla's wet hair behind her ear. What do you mean? The goddess placed a hand on Ayla's back and faced the room. The dancing light threw shadows on the walls and smooth oak benches and reflected off the colorful stained-glass windows. Ayla's attention turned back to the goddess as she parted her cloak, revealing a suit of form-fitting scale armor dyed a deep blue. Prayer is a means of speaking with a god. What is this place? This is a temple, the goddess said, and presented the room with lifted palms. A place where the faithful came to worship, before the god of sun and toil cursed our people. Why would the sun god curse us? The goddess lifted her chin to the first window left of the front door. It depicted a white building, with curved red and yellow flames in its windows. A man in shining red armor stood at its front step, serrated sword drawn. Tor, my son, sacked a temple to the sun god. The sun god cursed Tor and transformed him into a half-beast. The next window pictured a minotaur with a heavy yoke resting on his shoulders. A long piece of yellow glass, a ray of sunlight, cut through the leaden clouds above. It shone down upon broken red armor on the ground behind him. The priests of the light forced him to haul the stone to rebuild the temple. Like a common bull. When Tor escaped, he came here and demanded the curse be lifted. My priests told him it was impossible, and Tor slew them in his rage. Ayla followed the picture story in the next window. Priests in black and navy tunics lie dead on the ground or stood burning at the stake in a collage of fire and blood. But there are thousands of minotaurs now, not just one. The goddess nodded. The curse was passed to Tor's male offspring. That is why all minotaurs are male, and why they require human women to sire children. The next image depicted a minotaur with gold rings at the base of his horns, wearing a suit of full-plate armor. He held a naked pregnant woman by her throat, over a puddle of her own blood. Her belly, disfigured by the oversized progeny within, was cut halfway from her groin to her protruding navel by a long, curved knife in the beast's other hand. Ayla covered her mouth in horror. The memory of the calf held aloft in Gorskin's hands returned. He'd had a similar curved knife that day, looped into the sash of his kilt. Her stomach rose up, and she leaned over the side of the altar. Her body strained and forced out a mouthful of bile. Ayla wiped her lips and gagged one more time. 
She sat up and gave the goddess a silent, watery-eyed apology. The taste of bile in her mouth made her empty stomach twist into knots. She took a slow breath to calm it. The goddess gave the image one last hard stare, then returned her gaze to Ayla. She handed Ayla the bowl of water from the altar. It took Tor and his eventual sons almost eighty years of kidnap and rape, but they sired an army of half-beasts. They marched across the north, enslaving the people, and burned every one of my temples, until my power all but vanished from the world. Ayla tried not to look, but couldn't help herself. No one ever told her why she lived life as a slave, as property. She put the bowl back on the altar, her throat healed and mouth sweet.